0: Merry Christmas, everybody. Uh, In today's news, the Satanic Temple in Wisconsin has erected one of 66 Christmas trees that will be on display in the National Railroad Museum just outside of Green Bay until after Christmas, December 31st. According to Fox News Digital, the tree is decked out with red lights, pentagrams, and ornaments proclaiming, Hail Santa. And yet in the middle of our chaos, there is Christmas. In the middle of our unrest, there is Christ. I'm going to spend a little bit of time today talking about why we can still be a light in the midst of this dark world and why it's so important that we remember that Jesus is the light of the world. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. Well, I hope you guys are having a great day wherever you are. Thank you for tuning into the Heidi St. John Podcast. I'm so glad that you spent just a little bit of time with me. It's busy this time of year, and it's very busy at the Homeschool Resource Center, as you guys can imagine, and busy in my house, and I'm sure busy in yours. So thank you for taking the time to listen to the podcast today. I've noticed something and, you know, bear with me. Let me know if you guys have noticed it too. But I think people put Christmas lights up a whole lot earlier this year than I have seen them do it in many, many years. And Jay and I have sort of marveled at this, right? We were driving up to Mount Hood the week of Thanksgiving to pick out a Christmas tree with our with our extended family and our, our grown kids and our grandkids. And we notice that all throughout the Portland metropolitan area and on our way home through Camas, Washington and Battleground and Washougal, people are putting Christmas lights up earlier than we have ever seen it. I'm hearing less about the shopping this year and more people just saying, man, I am ready for some joy and some peace and some light. And I really think it's because as the darkness has gotten so pervasive in the culture, God's people are again recognizing the need that we have for a savior. And Christmas reminds us that God sees our brokenness and he sent Jesus right into the middle of our brokenness in order to redeem us from our sin. It's such a beautiful time of year. Christmas is an incredible opportunity for us to set aside some time to say thank you to the Lord. And remember that he came into this dark world as a light. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5, verse 14, you are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand. And it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they might see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven? Uh, whenever I come to do the podcast, you know I often will go through the headlines, and you know sometimes I'm listening to them on my way to work, or I'm just uh, scrolling through some of my uh, some trusted, very little actually, but a few trusted news sources. And this one really caught my eye because I note I'm noting that there are there is a very concerted effort. To hijack Christmas. We've seen this now for oh, at least the last 10 years, where people stop saying Merry Christmas. I mean, I, you guys, you know me. I love this time of year. I'm like Merry Christmasing everywhere I go right now, talking to as many people as I can uh, and just trying to lift them up and encourage them because we need that encouragement. And I noted that the ChristianPost.com was reporting again uh, on some of the more frustrating things that are happening particularly to christians in the culture right now as christianity has really become less and less pervasive in the country we really do live in a post-christian era in a secular nation and another tree in the museum in green bay this year drew scrutiny and it was reportedly put up by the bay area council on gender diversity and they decorated it with trans flags and signs saying protect Trans kids. Now, this is all happening at this uh, this museum, this railroad museum, just outside of Green Bay, Wisconsin, and it just highlights again how important it is for Christians to remember why we celebrate this thing in the first place. Right? We've gotten very commercialized in our country. We absolutely spend and have. I mean, since the eighties, I grew up, you know, uh, in the lavishness really of the eighties, and there were you know hundred presents under our tree every single Christmas. And it was sometimes stacked to where you could hardly see the tree at all. And the commercialization of Christmas was in full swing in the 60s, the 70s, in the 80s. And I've noticed, and I I wonder if you guys are feeling the same way, I kind of want to pull back from this over-commercialization of Christmas's total emphasis on gifts and what we give each other. And I'm starting to see that I'm not the only one who feels this way? Because we we know in our hearts that we that Christmas is about Jesus, and so I'm seeing a bit of while we're seeing you know the the what they call the trans tree and the satanic temple in Illinois, uh, because of course they they've been drawing backlash in recent years because of their installation of satanic holiday displays around the rotunda of the Illinois State Capitol. We've seen this in Oregon and Washington, and. Uh, There is a spiritual battle, and if you want to see it highlighted, just try and celebrate Christmas without Satan going in, hey, hey, because you remember, you guys, the fall, right? There's a rebellion in heaven, and Satan decides he wants to be God. He wants to be worshiped as God, and he doesn't like Christmas because the emphasis, historically anyway, has always been on the birth of Christ, and Satan hates it. And he hates God, and he's been fighting against God, you know, obviously since the beginning of time. Interestingly enough, in 2018, the Satanic Temple in Illinois installed something they called a snake-tivity, which was a statue that depicted a serpent coiling around Eve's hand in in order to offer her forbidden fruit. Uh, Other displays in the Illinois State Capitol have included a baby Satan swaddled in a manger, with a crocheted snake resting on a leather-bound copy of a book written by a famous astronomer in 1543 called On the Revolution of the Heavenly Spheres. And so highlighting, you know, for a long time now, this struggle between light and darkness. But Jesus came to be the light of the world. He came into our darkness, and it is worth celebrating. It is worth taking the time to remind ourselves and the people that are around us that Christmas is worth celebrating. So, before you let yourself get all uh, befuddled and frustrated about the news of you know more and more of these you know, after-school Satan clubs and uh, people who worship Satan trying to take over and hijack Christians. And Christmas, remember that it can never actually be hijacked because Christmas belongs to Christ. John 8, 12 says, Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And what a beautiful time to remember what that looks like. I get asked all the time about our favorite books for family devotions. And you guys, it's so good to just read the Bible. It doesn't have to be hard. The Bible in stories is an excellent tool. And as we head into Christmas, it's a great gift for your children or your grandchildren. It has generational impact when we read the Bible to our kids. The Bible in stories is for all ages. It's not just a kid's book. It covers all 400 Bible stories has hand-drawn, beautiful, biblically accurate pictures to help you remember what you're reading, and it has a topical index so you don't have to know the Bible to be able to find... you're looking for. With over 17,000 testimonials, you guys know this is a high quality product. I think you're going to love it for generations in your family. Go to bibleinstories.com forward slash Heidi and use the coupon code Heidi for a free digital coloring book of the first 50 stories. That's bibleinstories.com forward slash Heidi. And don't forget, use the coupon code Heidi. I wanna take you for just a couple of minutes today to the book of Isaiah, starting in chapter nine. And I'm gonna read this to you and I want you to be encouraged because I know a lot of you feel the sort of weight of the world right now, what's happening in Israel, certainly uh, the events geopolitically, what's happening here in the United States, the increasing attention that's being given now to the 2024 presidential races, the fact that we're having to conduct a PR campaign uh, to denounce to terrorism against the uh the jews in the in their in their own country of israel it can it can feel heavy and it's always been that way because it's a spiritual battle that we're facing so let's look at isaiah chapter 9 for just a second nevertheless in that time of darkness and despair will not go on forever the land of zebulun and naphtali will be humbled But there will be a time in the future when Galilee of the Gentiles, which lies along the road that runs between the Jordan and the sea, will be filled with glory. The people who walk in darkness will see a great light. For those who live in the land of deep darkness, a light will shine. You will enlarge the nation of Israel, and its people will rejoice. They will rejoice before you as with joy at the harvest." And they are glad when they divide the spoil. For the yoke of his burden and the staff of his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor, you have broken as on the day of Midian. For every boot of the trampling warrior in battle tumult and every garment rolled in blood will be burned as fuel for the fire. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God everlasting father the prince of peace and of the increase of his government and of peace there will be no end to establish there will be no end on the throne of david and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and righteousness from this time forth and forevermore the zeal of the lord of hosts will do this. It's really important to recognize what's happening in this passage, right? So the prophet Isaiah, obviously, foretelling the birth of the Messiah of Jesus Christ. But remember that in that time, the Israelites were living in a time of extraordinary darkness. Because of their repeated disobedience, because of their idolatry, they were once again facing judgment. And in verse one, Isaiah talks about this gloom and anguish and contempt. Why? Because the great nation of Assyria was threatening to invade. These were not nice people, by the way. This would have been the Hamas of their day, the ISIS of their time. It turns out that uh, that nations have been trying to stamp out the nation of Israel for a very, very long time. And again, the Israelites bring this judgment on themselves because of their disobedience and their unfaithfulness to God. But even in the midst, Isaiah had a word from a faithful God to an unfaithful nation. He had a word of God to a remnant that had remained faithful to God inside this largely unfaithful nation. And I don't know about you, but I can easily feel like I am part of just a small remnant of people in the United States and in Western culture right now that is remaining faithful to God. And the Bible teaches us that God notices it. He notices it. And so this word that Isaiah was giving to the people from the Lord was about light coming in the darkness. He was saying, not everything is lost. Yes, circumstances are bad right now, but don't wring your hands and give up in despair because God is at work. God is at work. So no matter what we read in the headlines, no matter how discouraging it is, I want to just encourage you to embrace the season with your family and remember that God is still at work today. Christmas reminds us that hope has come. Hope has come. It's a promise of light shining in the darkness, a child that's been given to us. One day, the Bible explains, we are going to be separated into two groups of people, those who expressed their need for the Savior, this little baby born in Bethlehem, this gift of God that he did not need to give us. We did not deserve this beautiful gift that God gave us in Jesus. And one day we will be separated into those who expressed their need for repentance and found forgiveness of sin in Jesus Christ and those who didn't. And so if this world makes you tremble, if you feel overwhelmed Like I sometimes do by it, Uh, or even if you feel like maybe you don't have everything under control, because we don't. Some of you are listening to this and you're not bothered by what's happening in the world. And if the world doesn't make you tremble, if you feel like you've got everything under control, you may not yet grasp just why we need Jesus. But if you feel the darkness, if you're weary, if you need rest, if you weep for the broken world that we live in, if you feel overwhelmed, if you wonder, does God see our suffering? If you know that you have sinned and you need a savior, then the light has come. It's for you. And it's for me. It's amazing, this thing that we have been given from the Lord. You see, we don't deserve the light. We simply receive it. It's incredible. When Jesus came to Galilee so long ago to fulfill the promise that we just read in Isaiah, He opened up his ministry by saying, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Do you remember me talking about this yesterday? We talked a little bit about repentance and why it's so important. And repentance is what stops judgment. Repentance can stop the hand of judgment uh, in the life of a believer. When we repent from our sin, it's so important. And yesterday we talked a little bit about this and boy, we need it today. We need repentance in our nation. We need it in our churches. We need it in our marriages. We need it personally. We need it corporately. We need repentance. And Jesus came with that message. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Jesus came so that we would have light and that we would have hope. And by sending Jesus to us as a baby, God put his salvation so low that anyone could reach it. And that's really message of Christ. That's the message of Christmas. That's the reason why we can have hope in this dark and broken world. It's one of the reasons why I love Christmas so much. We have a tradition in our family. We've done this for years and years. There's a, a street in Portland called Peacock Lane. And it's, it's less appealing now just because there's so much crime in the city of Portland. But we used to go, when I was a little girl, my grandparents took me to Peacock Lane. So probably, you know, probably as young as maybe three years old, my grandparents were taking me to Peacock Lane. And basically it's just one street in the middle of Portland in kind of an old neighborhood. And they always just go all out. So lights, there are Christmas displays. There's a giant life-size statue of the Grinch that stole Christmas. There are carolers, horse-drawn wagons, hot chocolate—you name it. It's like a Christmas wonderland. Walking up and down this street at Christmas time, it sort of takes you back. And we haven't gone for a couple of years for the, you know the reasons that I told you. But I was telling my husband uh, the other night when we were talking about this, when he had noted, "Look at all the Christmas lights that are out uh, this year." Boy, you guys, this is an opportunity for you to. Remember your neighbors at Christmas this year. Keep Christmas simple. It doesn't have to be expensive. It doesn't have to be extravagant. We can revel in the beautiful things that God has given us through his son, Jesus Christ. We have the hope of heaven inside of us, the peace that passes understanding. The world cannot understand the peace that we have as Christians. We have it because of the power of the Holy Spirit. And we, we have to give up this idea that we can get peace on our own. Without God, we will never be able to get it. And so this year, let's lay aside our pride. Let's lay aside the things that hold us back from walking in right relationship with the Lord and accept the gift that Jesus has given us. And maybe this Christmas, we can share the light again with a renewed sense of purpose. Maybe, maybe it's time to accept with trembling, empty hands, the incredible gift that God has freely given. And I don't know about you, but this takes the pressure, I believe, it takes the pressure off of us for gift giving and all the things. We are trying as a family this year to spend more time having dinners together, more time remembering what Jesus has done for us and saying, thank you, thank you. The gift is really Jesus. And so this Christmas, let's let our wonderful counselor, our mighty God, our everlasting father, our prince of peace, do what only he can do. And that is shine his light into our darkness. And as the news just sort of moves and we, I think we can be sort of tossed around with it. Let's keep our eyes on heaven this year. You guys send me your Christmas ideas. So I want to read them on the show this year. And if you want to send me Christmas cards, you know, I love that. I super love it. Uh, I've already written our Christmas letter. I did it a couple of nights ago. You know me. I'm an old-fashioned girl. I love to get Christmas cards, and we will put them up on the walls as we always do here at Firmly Planted Family, and you can write to me, Heidi St. John Care of Firmly Planted Family, and the address is different this year, so listen up. It's 14001 Southeast 1st Street, Vancouver, Washington 986 eight four. Write to me, Heidi St. John, Carrot Firmly Planted Family, and send us a Christmas card, your family's letter, and we would love to hear from you. I'd love to see pictures of your family. We'd love to fill our walls with pictures of the men and women that are following Jesus and embracing the light this Christmas. Also, don't forget, I have a brand new 365-day devotional out for mamas. It's called Mom Strong 365, and you can order that right now by going to HeidiStJohn.com and just clicking on the store. We have some really great Christmas gifts for you there this year. We've done some print work to remind you of the battle that you're in and the promises of scripture. They come with a little easel, and you can move those images uh, around on that easel, change out the verses. It's a beautiful Christmas gift to give to the ones that you love. So check it out, you guys. You can support the ministry here at the Heidi St. John Podcast and also get some awesome Christmas gifts this year that will remind you to be the light 365 days a year. You have Jesus Christ inside you. If you guys, if you know the Lord, you have what the whole world is looking for. This is the reason why we can be joyful no matter what happens. And so we wanna encourage you this year. And again, I would love to hear from you. You know me, I'm a Christmas card junkie. I love to hear from you, love to see your pictures. And uh, we would love it if you would just join us in the ministry here at Firmly Planted Family this Christmas by sending us a year-end donation. And you can do that by going to firmlyplantedfamily.org and send your Christmas cards and letters to us here. Firmly Planted Family, 14001 Northeast 1st Street, Vancouver, Washington 986. You guys have a great day. Love your people well. And I've got a great lineup of guests coming up uh, this week for you. You're going to love it. You're not going to want to miss it. Please share this podcast wherever podcasts are available. And I'd love to hear your show ideas and your Christmas traditions. You know how to do that. HeidiStJohn.com forward slash Mailbox Monday. Have a great day, everybody. And I will see you right back here again tomorrow at the intersection of faith and culture.